Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, it's a Reckless Speculation Thursday. It's a Scoop Session Thursday here with our guy Darren Doogie Wolfson from the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department, the Scoop Podcast. You can find him with us every single Tuesday and Thursday. It's week one of the Viking season. We've got some uh, Twins and Timberwolves stuff we can get into, but Dukes, welcome in. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday, Um, and I guess uh, happy generational money day to Josh Metellus, who just signed a new contract. Absolutely. Hello, gentlemen. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday. Happy NFL opening night. Oh. Phil Mackey, in my possession here in the studio. I won't Is that a contract? flip it around. No, it's not a contract. Oh. You wish. You wish this was from Dan Oh, I saw Seaman. this yesterday. But it is addressed to Phil Mackey. Oh, what are the chances? Okay. Let's recklessly speculate. What are the chances <laughs> if I rip this open? That there's anthrax. I was just about to say that. Could this be a listener, I mean, a viewer that can't stand you? That uh, thinks you're you the scum what, you of the earth? I think I, think I know what, what that is. What if there's a deadly actually. substance in this package? It could be cash. Then you it should check be it out could before be. I do. Somebody yeah, just wants to cash. pay Phil back with some cash. He's like, it's Judd trying to pay me back for the microphone. Is yeah. what Venmo is. me. Venmo me. <laughs> I'm fascinated, though. Next time you're here in studio, Phil, be sure to grab this. I'm fascinated to know what is in this package. Okay. Yeah. By the way, I think 90% of our audience sided with Judd on the cash or Venmo debate, which I'm surprised by that. But hey, apologies to Judd. I will take your cash. I've got Uh, your cash, by the way. Okay. It's good. Uh, And interest, actually. If there's uh, 10% interest is what I'm charging. Can I go on a little rant, by the way, about cash, Venmo, all that good stuff? So the (laughs) State Fair just wrapped up. Yeah. Like, it's 2023. How many booths at the State Fair only take cash? Like, we should be to the point, Apple Pay, whatever, right? It's, it's getting like better. Like, it's the state fair. It's, it's gotten, gotten better. better. It's Declan, gotten it better. has gotten better. Admittedly, it's gotten Doogie's better. on my side. But where are we? Like, come on. Like, everything. And if you want to use a credit card, it's like a 2% surcharge at some booths. Like, come on. Let's just get with the times. So, anyway, I that's mean, my mini rant. You're just Now you're just hammering Judd here. You're just making him feel bad. All right. We already had this debate last Friday. Oh, did you? Okay. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Judd Judd owes me for a microphone I bought him, and we were going through the different options via text message of like how we could you know create this transaction. I said cash would be kind of like fourth on my list. You didn't really want. We cash. tried PayPal, Venmo, a yeah, check. Actually, you could just take a no, photo of it. Don't you know, have whatever. don't have checks anymore. Sorry. <laughs> Cold hard. This is a 1996. Cash. This is a 1996. Not cold cash. Cold hard cash. 
How do you think Josh Metellus takes his uh, – is it direct deposit? Is it a briefcase? Why did they – so they've, they've got Harrison Smith on the way out at some point. Cam Bynum, they like. He's versatile. First-round pick, Lewis Seen, still in question. What does this move say about the state of the Vikings' safety room? Yes, well, it says that they really, really like Josh Metellus, who will tell you he's got position flexibility. Don't pigeonhole him as just a safety, that he can line up as a linebacker. If you need him to line up as the nickel corner, he can do that as well. We have seen it going back to OTAs, into minicamp, then into training camp, how much Metellus has been on the field, the bond, him with Brian Flores. I felt it. I did a story on Josh in mid-July. He was doing some training, getting ready for training camp at Training House next to the Vikings facility. So I got some intimate access with Josh. Tremendous guy. He'll do anything. I mean, he was at the Vikings charity event, community event on Tuesday, right? Like, he'll do anything they ask of him. He excels on special teams. $6 million guaranteed, worth up to $13 million. He has to hit certain incentives to get all the way up to $13 million. But, yeah, two-year extension for Josh Metellus here on Thursday morning. So very happy for one of my favorite people in that locker room. So, and I, I think that this also speaks to, you know, Dukes on the day that we got there this spring uh, when the Vikings were conducting OTAs, it was just very clear that Metellus was going to play a key role as a third guy. And again, be prepared if you did not go to training camp practices on Sundays. I think you're going to see three safeties a lot and Josh is going to be out, out there. But, you know, we do have to give, as painful as this can be for some folks, we do have to give Spielman and his staff kudos. Josh Metellus is a sixth-round pick from Michigan in 2020, and that's looking pretty damn good right right now. Um, it sort of saves Quasi's ass a little bit because, ideally, I think that that spot is probably seen. Like, in a perfect world, your first-round pick fits in as that sort of third guy. Um, I, I think that the body types of seen and Metellus are fairly similar so I could see those skills translating from one player to the next but the reality is Josh Metellus was had this job unquestioned but a sixth round pick that's a pretty damn good choice and again and I I actually talked to him about this in the locker room yesterday probably more important than his physical capabilities because seen has those is Mm -hmm. his mental ability to understand positions to adapt and adjust so the Vikings look like they hit on a really good day three pick here. Absolutely. I mean, I recall the Seattle preseason game. Metellus did get some snaps in that game. Go back and watch. He's telling guys where exactly to be. At one point, he aligned one of the defensive linemen, forget who, might have been Blacklock, might have been Bullard. doesn't matter who it was. But anyway, might have been Roy. doesn't matter. But anyway, he aligned the player right to the position he needed to be. Tackle made. Right, it's just it's stuff like that. I mean, he knows that defense inside and out. I know how excited he is to play in this defense. I was curious on any other 2020 draft picks, right? So you extend one. What about some others? I just don't sense there's any momentum on any other guys. But, hey, Quasi Adolfo Mensa had not given out an extension as of, what, four or five days ago. Now T.J. Hawkinson. Now Josh Metellus. Oh, C.J. Ham. Why are you guys always forgetting C.J. Ham? Yeah, yeah. C- yeah put some respect was, on C.J. Yeah, Ham's name. A bit reworked, though, right? That was designed to lower the cap hit this year. I, I guess. Here. Yeah, I guess by definition, sure. I will grant you that one, right? But that was about creating more flexibility here, cap wise, in 2023. But that's fine. I will grant you C.J. Ham. But 
He just hadn't really given out a true extension right now to in the span of five or six days. Now we await word on Justin Jefferson. So, yeah, well, we have the Nick Bosa contract uh, contract details now. So Nick Bosa was – it's almost like Nick Bosa's agent and Justin Jefferson's agent were just sitting across the table waiting for the other one to put pen to paper first. Uh, but it winds up being, what, $170 million? And then it's is it $123 million guaranteed, I want to say? Yeah, $122.5 million in guarantees. So are we going to hear between – today is Thursday. we got about – you know, three seventy-two hours until the Vikings play their first game. Are we going to hear about Justin Jefferson signing for a dollar more in guarantees? Like, how does that Nick Bosa domino affect Justin Jefferson? In the yeah, I mean, it absolutely hours? does. You mentioned Phil, the two agents were they sitting there just waiting for the other one to say yes? Well, the two agents work for the same agency, so Justin Jefferson, Nick Bosa are both with WME now. A guy by the name of Ben. Is Justin Jefferson's point representation? Hmm. A guy by the name of Brian, who actually went to law school at William Mitchell in St. Paul, now based in the Atlanta area. But Brian, one of us? yeah, sort of, yeah, a little bit. Brian, is he had to the go to a man. bigger mark. He had to go to a bigger stage uh-huh. to drive. Is that oh, what boy. happened? Yeah. Correct for Nick Bosa, but they work under the same umbrella. So yeah, undoubtedly, like. I've always thought Justin Jefferson wasn't signing unless he was going to become the highest paid non-quarterback. Well, Nick Bosa just became the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history. Also has the title of highest paid defensive player in NFL history. So, yes, I mean, I can't tell you exactly. I can't quantify exactly how this impacts these negotiations. But undoubtedly, yes, there's no doubt in my mind, Ben, Justin, others, with their fingerprints on this, Joel, who runs WME, those guys, they're well aware of what Nick Bosa just signed for, thinking about that when, you know, deciding whether to have Justin put pen to paper on an extension here in the next few days. Uh-oh. oh Judd. Muted. <laughs> Internet gremlins! Is it? Uh, no, 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 no. My fault. This, <laughs> this computer takes forever to mute and un- unmute. My fault. So to go back to my point, though, I, I still think that this thing gets done um, either Friday or Saturday. I, I wouldn't be I shocked. Think, yeah, I mean, I absolutely wouldn't dude, be shocked. You're right. They know they knew what Bolsa was going to get approximately, and it, it had to get done, and now it's done. Um, now, what this also, though, what this does is this, and it's not a complete apples to apples because their ages are different, but this creates a very interesting situation for the Russians as well, and in particular, Daniil Hunter. So if Daniil Hunter has a big year, and I know that he is nearing 30, so it's different than Bosa, but if Daniil Hunter has a big year, this this contract is certainly going to play a role there. And so locking him up, I, I think, becomes even more of a long shot because like this is probably what he was trying to wait for so that if, if he can, and I, I think he's going to have a really good year. Like I think the Flores system is going to be great for Hunter. So this is going to in, impact that because I keep going back to the fact that unless they take, and they might, a pass rusher in the first round in 2024, if Davenport has a big year, he either is going to be franchised or paid, or he's going to walk and get paid. And Hunter, I think, is going to walk. So like this whole this whole thing is going to impact a very important position for the Vikings at which there's not a lot of, um, of security past 2023. Can, can I give you a take on that real quick? So Marcus Davenport, three days ago, turned 27 years old. So he's a couple years younger than Daniil Hunter. 
I think if Davenport has a bigger year, they're going to because they could franchise him too and sort of like play that game and just yeah. at least maintain his rights. It gets messy when you franchise guys. I think they're more likely to extend Marcus Davenport with a big money contract for like 20 million plus a year than Daniil Hunter. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, whether it's Jacksonville or elsewhere, I mean, the Jacksonville interest was legit. Like that's not me recklessly speculating. Right. And you know, people were having some fun with Daniil adding the Jaguars on his Instagram, right. Following two teams, Jacksonville and Minnesota, but the Jacksonville interest was legit. Like, I could still see that happening in a year or elsewhere. Yeah, it's, just, it's hard for me to see Daniel Hunter in purple in 2024. But I'm with you, Judd. I think he will have a really good year. I think about Michael Parsons, right? I mean, what will Dallas now have to pay Parsons? I mean, we knew it would be an absurd amount. But, like, he's not signing for less than Nick Bosa. Now, on Jefferson, if he's aiming more for not a five-year extension – but three or four, let's go on the idea of three, like Cooper Cup, like Tyreek Hill. Are you okay just accepting more than the guarantees of Cup and Hill? So thus becoming the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history, but your term is less, right? So are there some gymnastics that can take place there that ultimately Bosa, that Jefferson is not going to top the $123 million guaranteed? To Bosa, but Jefferson will hit unrestricted free agency that much sooner. I, I think the important thing, too, though, guys, is this needs to get done now, n- not just because it's going to be convenient, uh, but from a Vikings perspective, you can. So Jefferson's last two years of his initial contract stand, like he is going to play f- for those two years. And then if it's a three year deal, the third or the first year of the new contract kicks in in what, 2026 then? Um, but or no, I'm sorry, 2025. But the Vikings can push and do some cap, uh, to use Doogie's term, cap gymnastics. Well, they do they that. Push, I mean, they did it with the T.J. Hawkinson contract. But they'll put, yeah, but but they'll but they'll push some of the some of the cap hits into the next two seasons and next year as well. So the Vikings want to, to get this done from a financial standpoint of creating the ability to play with his cap hit as well. It just makes sense for everyone. Well, yeah, because the price is going done. up, up, up. Right. I mean, the longer mm-hmm. you wait. It's not going backwards. So, yeah. Yeah. It would be very, very beneficial for the Vikings to get this deal done by kickoff a, Sunday compared to yes. waiting until next offseason. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's let's um, let's get into the actual game here on Sunday, week one against the Buccaneers. We've seen Judd has been uh, – real quick, by the way, Judd's camp notes were so wildly popular in the month of August on Purple Daily. What about his videos? Aug- all of it. The uh, total it, package. Yeah. The I saw him grinding. Yeah, he is yes. a machine. Yeah. Yes. Sweating profusely. The multimedia sweaty mogul that is Judd at training mm-hmm. camp. In his Iowa State spark shorts. the third biggest month in Purple Daily history in <laughs> August of 2023. So Judd's camp notes. Putting in that work. Let me give you the little way. Let me give you oh, the way. Oh, he's got the flag. flag. There it is. The flag. There it is. This is for you. Blow one out. Blow one out, Mikey. And one of the main themes of Judd's observations of all the practices was just how you know how different different uh, different formations, different sub packages, three safeties over here. Uh, you had you had uh, Ivan Pace Jr., the undrafted linebacker out of Cincinnati, with the green dot. You had you know Brian Osama was out for weeks. But my question to you, Doogie, is in that linebacker room, 
What is the pecking order? What does that look like? Is Ivan Pace going to get a bunch of snaps? Is Awesome all ready to rock and roll? Uh, so let's just start with on the field defensively in the middle of that defense with the linebackers. What all right, well, hearing? I mean, pecking order would start with Jordan Hicks, right? Jordan Hicks is going to be on the field a lot. So then the question is, is it Brian Asamoah or is it Ivan Pace Jr.? I said a few weeks ago it was trending in the direction, especially because I think Asamoah came back a little bit sooner than I anticipated from that shoulder injury. But I mentioned a couple weeks ago, it got aggregated a bunch, that, hey, it is trending toward Ivan Pace Jr. starting, trumping Brian Asamoah. Here's what I believe. My sense is this, that the first defensive snap on Sunday, we will see Brian Asamoah on the field, not okay. Ivan Pace Jr. But Ivan Pace Jr. is going to play. So I think we'll end up seeing some split time. Ultimately, it may be Pace Jr. getting more snaps on Sunday than Brian Asama. My sense also remains that Asama's shoulder is not 100%. Mm. Right? So he's still playing mm. through, you know, a nick here, a nick there. Now, I get it. He's not on the injury report. Right, so it's not to the point of even being needed to be listed on that, but I just don't sense that he's truly one hundred percent. So, bottom line, I can see Pace Junior getting snaps on Sunday, but I can also see Brian Asamoah being on the field for that first play. And it, as we saw in camp, there will also be packages where Hicks will come off the field and Asamoah that too, and Pace will yes. be on the field mm-hmm. at the same time. That's the thing is, there's going to be. I think the amount of substitutions here at certain spots is going to um, going to make fans dizzy in a good way. And the thing I asked O'Connell about as well yesterday is how much do you have to show against T- Tampa Bay? Because the longer that you hold things off film, the more that you can surprise teams. Because once mm-hmm. you commit it to film, you're sort of just out there. You're exposed. Mm-hmm. But But for week two, Philadelphia... Jalen Hurts, right? Can you withhold some things? And clearly, Baker Mayfield is not even close to being the threats that the threat that Hurts is. Excuse me. And so, like, there's a lot of things here defensively that I think the Vikings might try and, and roll out sort of slowly because when you think about Hurts and you think about Herbert, do you really want to show as much as possible against Tampa, or do you want to give them, you know, a good game, but? then you've got new things to show packages. And the, the one thing I think that we can all confirm from ha- having seen practice, there's a lot of packages here. Like there's, this is not just a system. This is a, this is an elaborate meal that the Vikings are going to serve well, defensively. To, to add to that, Judd. So I just, just pulled up from uh, Brian Flores's days in Miami as the head coach, but it was his defense and his philosophy that, that he was a defensive minded coach there. And, you know, a guy who would play every snap, essentially. So, like, Xavier Howard, the star cornerback, is an every snap guy, you know, a couple years ago for the Dolphins. You're going to play about 1,000 defensive snaps in a 16-17 game season. The Dolphins had 17 different defensive players play at least 300 snaps that year. And some of that, there's some injury in there. You know, like, Jason McCourty only played half the season. But most of those guys played all 16 games. So they're, they're, it's not just like, oh, this guy played 300 snaps, then got hurt, and then this guy came in and filled in the other 700. It's 17 or it's like a rotation of 16 or 17 defenders that they're mixing in 
almost like line changes in some ways. So that'll be really interesting to see. So, yeah, so to piggyback off what you said, Judd, yes, like we will see some things one week from tonight in Philadelphia that we will not see on Sunday against Tampa. But I also think you need to be a little bit careful on Sunday because those Tampa receivers, whatever you think of Baker Mayfield, those Tampa receivers are capable, right? So you can't necessarily leave a Caleb Evans, for example, on an island, I don't think. Oh, agreed. Right? So, I mean, you, no, st- you got to right. be, be mindful of what Evans, of what Godwin can do in terms of the passing game. If we may just um, for a moment just get into deep X's and O's, here's what I'm thinking against a week from tonight, Football. Philadelphia. Quick turn, sudden well, change. Are we, are we overlooking the box right now? Are no, we, no, no, no. Are I'm we looking saying, ahead? No, no. Well, well, we sort. Well, you sort of have to as a coach. I, I don't want my players to, but I mean, I'm preparing for two games here. Like I don't this know, is man. I this don't is quick. Know, man. Anyway, here, here's what I'm thinking. Week zero. Baker Mayfield is, you know, I don't think he's awful, but he he's is a, a cor- he's, he's, he's a- not great, right? Here's what I'm thinking. What could Asamoah and Pace do from a spy standpoint on Jalen Hurts? Football. Because you don't got you don't got a spy, baby. Let's not, you know, you don't got a spot, but, but we're talking about pure unadulterated speed here. <laughs> Whatever that was going on. Unmitigated, I mean, unadulterated. Pure, but I mean, pure. I'm talking about Metellus, Asamoah. Think about them. They're all hybrids because they all could be safeties. Mm-hmm. And Greasy, spying. fast, lightning speed. And Jalen's, J- Jalen's going to try to do me with his legs and I'm going to say, oh, no, oh. I got you. I could see it. I just want to bring that up. I could see it. Because I'm with Doogie. You can't just say, like, well, we're not going to double coverage or d- double cover Ev- Evans because that might show Philadelphia something. I'm talking about more the differences in the concepts. But see, like, Philadelphia, as we continue to just disrespect and overlook the Buccaneers here for a moment. I mean, t- there, but there is another game in a week from today. Right. So yeah, I get that. Thank you. But, you know, this, like, Philadelphia, po- I mean, Philadelphia is one of the best teams in the NFL, one of the b- most explosive rosters. So they're going to post problems for anyone regardless, but Philadelphia is going to be such an interesting test because if you're going to show seven, sometimes eight guys up in the box at the line of scrimmage, you don't know who's coming, who's going. And they've got AJ Brown, Devonte Smith. Like they've got receivers that can burn you over the top one-on-one who can cover the, we think Byron Murphy can, right? But can you play that style of defense and not get burned one-on-one big chunk plays like that? So not that it can't happen against the Buccaneers, too, by the way. The Buccaneers have some weapons, despite not having Tom Brady to throw it to them anymore. So the first couple of games, first game for a million reasons, but the second game, because it's the Eagles, and they might have receivers that can beat your defensive backs one-on-one, it'll be very interesting to to see. Well, to me, it's a fascinating just first five games, right? When you're facing Hurts into Herbert, then week five, Patrick Mahomes. Don't sleep on Trey Palmer, too, right? I mean, I mentioned Evans and Godwin. I brought his name on on Tuesday. But that wide receiver, the rookie wide receiver for Tampa, the Vikings hit him in for a pre-draft visit. They were big fans pre-draft. Like, if they don't go Jordan Addison in round one, he was a guy they were targeting later on. He's a guy that's been popping for Tampa preseason, you know, even before OTAs, minicamp, training camp, all that good stuff. He's going to be on the field a bunch on Sunday. He is a playmaker. He's a good player. Yeah. Uh, We're going to keep digging through the scoop bag here on this Reckless Speculation Thursday in a moment, but 
Uh, let's dig through the food bag. I'll bet you there's a lot more <laughs> healthy foods in your food bag than there were like a month ago, Doogie. There is, Phil. It's necessary, right? I'm 43 years old, right? If I'm thinking about living until 63, 73, 83 even perhaps, right? Time to eat healthier. So thanks to my friends at MNFatLoss.com, I have been doing that since July 2nd. Now down 20 pounds, but more importantly, I feel very, very energized, right? They teach me what to eat, when to eat, how to eat. There's some leeway, don't get me wrong, but like for lunch today, you're right, Phil, in the fridge downstairs, hard-boiled eggs, strawberries, but I love strawberries, and cucumbers, right? Pretty simple lunch, but it will fill me up. Drinking my black coffee, right? Don't need all those sugary drinks anymore. Drinking a lot of water. I feel energized. Younger son is playing football, fall baseball. Older son is playing club fall baseball. So it's a little bit more demanding. Both boys getting ready for basketball tryouts the weekend of October 7th. So a lot going on. I need energy to keep up with Keaton. And Drew, I have that energy thanks to MNFatLoss.com. Many patients lose 20 to 30 pounds in about a month or two. For your free private weight loss consultation, call 763-312-7600. 763-312-7600 or schedule online at mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Dr. Adam Schatzko, DC. Results may vary. A shout out too to our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Uh, so Power Lodge is the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge in Ramsey. They also have locations in Brainerd, Anamia, Miller Marine, and St. Cloud. You know, you can still, it's a little bit fall-like here. It's going to get back up, I think, to 80 later this week. But you can still milk a few more weeks of summer, Judd, and do uh, somersaults off your Bennington like this footage of Judd here on YouTube. How about that? I mean, it's in my contract. I'm not supposed to do that. But I, you know what? I, I said, screw it. I said, I'm such a good athlete. I'm go- going to. But the change of seasons, that's the great thing about the state. The change of seasons does not mean that you can't do things. It just means that you can do different things. And so, as Phil j- just said, uh, Power Lodge, our friends at M- Miller Marine, they give you the opportunity to, you know, in the summer, go out in the Bennington, in the winter, enjoy other outdoor activities, change of seasons is why we live here, folks. Take advantage. Yes, you could go to PowerLodge.com or MillerMarine.com to find either some uh, end-of-summer fun things to get into or ATVs, uh, player snowmobiles, and all sorts of things looking ahead to the colder months. PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. 
if you have any other Viking stuff, Duke, let's unleash it. Otherwise, uh, would love your thoughts on all the recent, like the national media has discovered Anthony Edwards for the first time, and they want to make sure that, it, that he gets out of Minnesota as quickly as possible. So we can either do that or we can empty the Vikings bag. Your choice. Well, I'm good on the Vikings front outside of reiterating that Jamal Stevenson, one of the Vikings higher ups in the front office, has his fingerprints all over each and every draft class. He will be at Texas, Alabama on Saturday. He was at Duke Clemson on Monday. On the Wolves, quickly, they have a couple scouts in Las Vegas right now for the G League Fall. It's some sort of G League Ignite Fall Showcase. They took on a team from Perth, Australia. Last night, there's an NBA prospect or two on that Perth team. This G League Ignite team has six, seven, eight legit 2024 NBA draft prospects. So the Wolves have a couple scouts in Vegas for a couple of these games last night. Then there's another game either today or maybe it's more so tomorrow. The Wolves actually have, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but they have a 2024 first-round pick. They don't have many first-round picks the next handful of years, but they do have their first-round pick. They hope it's pick 28 or 29 or 30, but... They do have their first-round pick in 2024. On Anthony Edwards, Phil, I don't get it. Like, he's under contract for six more years. Now, do guys demand out? Sure, it happens all the time in the NBA. Anthony Edwards is nowhere near getting to that point. We might possibly need to have this conversation in, like, three years. But right now, it is utterly ridiculous ant really likes it here this team has a chance to make a run if they don't make a run though over the next few years let's revisit this conversation in like 2026 or 2027 god willing but right now it makes zero sense to have this back and forth i mean it really and you can hear we we did like 20 25 minutes on this on flagrant house today so if you want the the full organic rant from us you can find it there but it's 2023. You know, there's the the two of the biggest faces of the NBA right now are in Denver and Milwaukee. You know, in in the in the NFL, the three top quarterbacks who are the faces of the league are in Cleveland and Kansas City and Buffalo. Um, it's to me, it's it's and Judd agreed and Declan too on this. We all agreed on this on Flagrant House. It's less about the big stage and the market size. Like that's such a 1998 argument from boomers who follow sports. It's about how well run the organization is. If you want to have that discussion, that's the biggest challenge for Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez. Take this franchise over, transition it from the Glenn Taylor mon pop shop to being an actual well run, well oiled machine. Increase the value of the franchise from being like 27th in the league to something higher, right? And just make it a destination. It's not going to be Miami or LA necessarily, but you know, make it a, make it a cool place to be. For Anthony Edwards and other players, that's that's the conversation. Well, and they are working on that. Marquise Watts brought in, you know, bigwig title. Now, I wish there was a little bit more synergy. You know, Watts works closely with Lori, with A-Rod. I wish there was a bit more synergy with others with the Wolves. So there still is some cleaning up, I sense, behind the scenes, Phil, that Mark and Alex will need to do, right? This is all presuming everything goes through, more likely March of 2024, not December of this year, but March when they officially become majority owners. But I sense there's still a lot of cleaning up behind the scenes that those guys need to do to get to the point that you just laid out. 
How close is Alex Kirilov to having proven to the Twins that he can play on a daily basis so he can replace Joey Gallo? <laughs> he feels good. Yeah, I mean, even coming off last night's game in Louisville, the shoulder feels good. So there will be an additional conversation today, but I would not be shocked if Kirilov is on an airplane either later today or tomorrow morning back at Target Field tomorrow for the start of that series against the New York Mets. No, okay. You know, I do see some chatter, you know, in the the Twins media sphere that uh, you know this is it's a controlled environment, and this is this is no. It's like if you're going to get him at bats in September to see if he's healthy, why can't you have those at bats happen against a right-handed starting pitcher in Cleveland or like that's what doesn't make sense to me. Well, okay, so he so he gets I agree. hurt. He was ready to play. He could have been in the lineup Monday in Cleveland. He absolutely could have been. No, they didn't need him for the first two games because they scored. 28 runs or whatever But it still it was, would have been but... nice. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. He was ready to go. He absolutely would have said, yeah, absolutely. Fly me to Cleveland. Let me be in that lineup on Monday. But regardless, to me, he should be back in the Twins lineup tomorrow at Target Field. Yeah, okay. Hey, how has a healthy and productive Royce Lewis impacted this organization from, from a big picture, from what you can sense? All-encompassing. Like, you even talk to marketing people. Ticket sales people, like Royce, much like what I said with Metellus, like Royce doesn't say no. Like they need him to do something for, you know, some season ticket holder event. He's always yes, yes, yes. He hasn't been jaded, right? Like he's still willing to do anything and everything asked of him. And to me, Phil, you know the numbers more specifically than I do, but he's never really had a prolonged slump. In fact, I spoke with him in the clubhouse last homestand. I said to him, like, you've never really had a slump. He actually began the answer by laying out when he was nine years old playing Little League. He remembers going through a slump. I said, Roy, slow down. I go, as a big leaguer. I go, that's great when you were 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 in California. But I'm talking now as a big leaguer, not even as a pro. Forget the minors. As a big leaguer. You've never had any sort of prolonged slump. How the heck do you do this when the game is so bleeping hard? Yeah. It he is really hasn't, Phil. Too. I mean, how many games has he played total? Has he ever really had any sort of long stretch where he hasn't come through? Knocking it's on wood just here. remarkable. I'm now, on wood for all hey, of us. Gunnar Henderson is going to win too. Rookie of the Year, which is fine. He's had a big impact on the Orioles all year long. But you think about the impact Royce has had from Mm -hmm. mid-June on, right? I mean, they're not in this position. Clearly, they're not in this position without Royce. You know, whether it's third base moving forward, I don't think center field, but just to have his presence in the lineup for the next handful of years, what a godsend. If he doesn't get hurt in Baltimore, this is actually a race for, for, for rookie of the year. I think if he doesn't get hurt in Baltimore, I still think Gunnar Henderson July, would have no, the I'm lead. Saying, I think it's a, but yeah, yeah, but sure. I think it's a race. Then mm-hmm. it's, it's not really a race right now. It's too small sample size. Mm-hmm. I mean, he also it's baseball is a hard sport for m- most guys. Mike Trout comes up and struggles the first stint. It's very rare that you get like an Albert Pujols or someone that just comes right up and they're one of the best players in baseball in their first sixty to one hundred at bats. I mean, Miguel Sano kind of did it. We we had a list of like hot all-time twin starts. Miguel Sano's first 50 or 60 games were even better than this, if we remember back 
You know, Tony Oliva did it 60 years ago. Well, heck, what are Matt to- Walner's what- first 40 to 50 games? What do those yeah, look Walner like? Walner and Julian are having mm-hmm. and really good too. starts, yeah. too. But to, but to, on top of that, walk in. You know, baseball can be a good old boys club sometimes. You know, clubhouse pecking orders. We've all been around clubhouses. To kind of come in right away as like a 24-year-old and mash like he is and then just be this charismatic leader presence right away without even being questioned, right? It just kind of shows you... Spring training, these guys have been around him enough. They just res- his teammates respect the hell out of him. He just has all of it, man. He's a player. He's a leader. Joe Maurer was a player, not as much of a leader. You know, he it wasn't that he was like a cancer behind the scenes, but he didn't have that. Hey, come on, guys! Like I'm the alpha. He just kind of went about his work, and sometimes his teammates ten years ago would get frustrated because, you know, why am I up here answering questions for losing eight out of ten? You know, that's the guy with the corner locker over there making twenty three million. I heard some of that stuff when I covered the team ten years ago. Royce Lewis has seemingly has all of it. We'll see where he's at in three or five years with health, and sometimes these guys get jaded, you know, after a few years. But it's it's refreshing, and it has changed the feel of this team going into September and October. Big time. I go back to the twenty seventeen draft, Sean Johnson's first draft as the final decision maker. And he was tasked with that first pick. Do you go Hunter Green? Yeah. Who's been up and down this year, but I think the Reds are happy with Hunter Green. In fact, did they give him an extension already? I don't know that. He had the electric fastball. The Twins did all sorts of work on Hunter Green. In fact, if I recall, they brought him to Target Field for a private workout like a week before the draft. They called him the LeBron James of baseball. Sports Illustrated did. I remember that. Yes. Thank you, Declan. Hasn't really. There was also some fans in the organization for McKay. Brendan McKay. Yeah. The two-way guy was the University of Louisville. Tampa ended up taking him pick four. But, like, he was in the mix. So it wasn't an obvious selection, I guess, is what I'm getting at. So Mm -hmm. really good job, not just Sean, but others. Twin scouting department recognizing, hey, Let's go with Royce Lewis, pick one in 2017. Yeah. Awesome stuff here, man. Do you get any other uh, little nuggets to, to float out here before we say goodbye? Sure. The Philadelphia Eagles and Tampa Bay Buccaneers will have scouting representation at Huntington Bank Stadium on Saturday for Gophers against Eastern Michigan. All right. Oh, and then Philly's going to slide right over to U.S. Bank Stadium and steal all of our secrets. No bastards. Yep. They're going to be there all week. Ready, waiting, Plan waiting for the Vikings. Okay, all right, Doogie, great stuff here. A little scoop session, reckless speculation Thursday, all blended into one. Reckless all right, see you, boys. One more. I'll be over at Minnetonka High School later today. Everson Griffin, former Vikings pass rusher, the defensive line coach for the Minnetonka Skippers. Oh, nice. You'll be asked about me then for sure. I'm huge. So you know, I grew up in that suburb. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, see you, boys. There's, a, sign there's a statue somewhere. I think it's... No, there's just a sign. It's tucked behind a garbage can. As you drive in, it just says, home of Judd Zolgat. Okay. I must have missed that. Greatest equipment guy in Legion history. (laughs) There's your scoop session on this Thursday. We also have a State of the Offense episode of Purple Daily and a random Viking of the Week over there. So thanks for, uh, for supporting Score North however you do.